the more I thought about that, the more I'm like, you know, I find that to be true. The, the logo yeah. shirt has become the uniform. Yeah. So there's a point to this. So one we're of all the- waiting. You know, as Loverboy once sang, everybody's working for the weekend, and so are we as we launch this episode. That'd be number 118 of the Promo Upfront podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, let's call him the Rear Admiral of Retail today, the one and only Kashakton man himself, Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how the October are you? You know what? I'm doing well. Uh, actually, I'm excited that it's October. Um, you know, that's a it's a it's a beautiful month of the, the foliage is starting to turn. It's uh, you know, I think for me, people talk all the time about, they love fall. And I think what they're talking about is October because what I yes. think of is November. And historically that's not a beautiful month in Ohio. Uh, right. But uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying the weather so far. And so just got to keep it rolling. How about you, bud? Doing great. You know, did my massive cook for uh, my yeah. uh, son's fraternity last <laughs> weekend, 120 kids. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, going to the game and watching the Aggies get essentially run out of the stadium, boat raced out of there was not as much fun. Yeah. Um, but it's but, but I love this time of year because, like you said, it's the the turning of the leaves, the foliage just looking so vibrant and beautiful. And that got me to thinking, Kirby, Sweet. as things often do. Right. You know, most people know about Blue Generation and that they're the premier apparel supplier in the promotional products industry with every color, which is really what got me thinking about it, and size available. However, what people don't realize, Kirby, is how Blue Generation is driving corporate fashion forward with their untucked collection. In fact, Mm -hmm. right here, I'm wearing one right now. I actually believe in the product because I'm wearing it, and it's the BG7270. It's designed for casual elegance. The untucked collection looks as amazing in the office as it does out on the town. And I'm going out on the town tonight in this. I'm going to work all day in this. And then I'm going out on the town just to prove a point. <laughs> um, and it showcases the modern and flat, modern and flattering style that people come to expect from our good pals of Blue Generation. And I know you're a huge fan as well. I am. And again, you talked about it before. I love all the color options that yeah. come in, in so many of their styles. But the Untucked Collection, that's something that our clients ask for. And anytime a supplier yes. meets a need of something that our clients are asking for, it makes our job easier. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Blue Generation truly understands how to combine quality, style, comfort, and cost effectiveness to create something truly unique in the promotional products industry, the Untucked Collection. And hey, I got even a a little bit of a better part for you, maybe the best part. Uh, Deep, deep inventory with all the supply chain issues we hear about on a seemingly Mm. hourly basis in the promotional products industry. Blue Generation has plenty of inventory on hand. So head over to bluegeneration.com and wow your clients with some truly fashion-forward apparel. I might even do a little bit of shopping myself later nice. on today. Nice. All right. Well, Kirby, I want to thank you for having the courage to uh, podcast with me today. Before we launch into the podcast, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, mention uh, Hurricane Ian last week and sure. all our friends in Florida uh, who uh, suffered a, a tremendous uh, damage, just amazing yeah. amount of damage down there. 
Um, I know a hit uh, promotional products was uh, no pun intended hit uh, pretty directly with a lot of it and got a lot of friends down there. So we're thinking about you for sure. If you want to make any sort of donation, you want to help out the American red cross. There's a lot of people in the promotional products industry doing things. Uh, I think you can head over to promo cares. I believe they're curating that as well. So cool. our yeah. thoughts are with you uh, folks in Florida who are affected by hurricane Ian. So um, I have the upfront section of the podcast today and there was an announcement this week that got my wheels churning a little bit. I'm sure okay. you saw it. PCNA, uh, the former Leeds, <laughs> they announced a strategic partnership with Sony mm. uh, to produce, or not produce, but to you know sell uh, sp Sony speakers. You know, big mm. name brand in the audio world, been been that way for decades. And and this has been a huge trend. We've talked about it, right? Sure. Alpha Broder has Under Armour and Vineyard Vines. Imagine Brands has their partnership with Coleman, Coleman. Snugs with Thermos, SNS with Adidas, and and obviously Hirsch. Um, who I think really started this 30 years ago when they, right. you know, they have over 40 brands they partner with, with Brewmate and JBL. And, and I mean, they're really the leaders in the category, but I wanted to ask you, um, it, what was the value do you think for suppliers with this? Uh, it seems almost like a land grab of let's make sure we're aligned with some, uh, I, uh, really exciting retail brands. What do you think that the, the appeal is for suppliers and is this coming from end users? Do you think this is coming from the bottom up in terms of the customers and being a distributor, Kirby, you're on the front lines. I'd really like your opinion on it. Yeah. So the, what do you usually do? You answer the second question first and the, the first I always question. Answer, well, I, <laughs> no, I answer the eighth question, uh, uh, letter Z. And then I go all around to do stuff. Okay. So the second question is, is this being driven by end users? I think it is. Yeah. I, I, I think that, and it's, what it is, is it's been being driven by end users for years. And then, you know, I think we're just catching up to it, which I think sometimes we do right. in our industry. Um, and so, yes, I think that that's something where when it's time for year end gifts, then clients will say, well, can you get XYZ brand? And so right. suppliers uh, making the move to fill that need, I think, makes a ton of sense. The thing that that um, kind of gets my mind going is, when it comes to brands is those uh, the suppliers who make alignments with two things. Number one, brands that are consistent with what they do. So I think right. Sony, because PCNA does year end gifts and does you know mm -hmm. sort of high end to a degree, Sony can make some sense. Um, I think Starline does this well, where they they partner with some brands that are really consistent with the everything else they put out. Right. So when suppliers partner with brands that are consistent with them, I think that makes a ton of sense. But the other thing I'd say is we're seeing brands have more flexibility and margin. Like for years, we probably had been able to get many of these brands, maybe unimprinted to a degree, but in the incentive side of the business, right? right. You could get Apple products years ago, but you were making a 10% margin. And it got, for right. me, it was like, well, the, the upside doesn't, um, pay the the downside of the transaction for me. The juice but, wasn't worth the squeeze. I love it. And 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 so what I'm seeing now is that I think some of these retail brands are starting to say, okay, we're going to make a partnership where the 
the partnership makes sense because all of a sudden we can sell it at a margin where we make money because there's right. I mean, we're we're for profit businesses and so we have to do that. And then the final thought is the the most successful ones are the ones that commit the inventory, and some right. of the retail brands do that and some of them don't. And so I, I don't, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but that that's kind of what popped into my head. I don't even remember the question, so let's just assume <laughs> you did. Um, here, here's what I think after listening to you. I agree with everything you just said. I really do. But I'd like to add a little to, a bit to it that I just thought about. And I think what, what you know, our industry traditionally, up until I'd say, honestly, 2014, 2015, when PPAI really put out a concerted effort to really have promotional products viewed as a viable advertising vehicle mm. to be seen in on par with you know, print advertising, video advertising, things like that. Right. And before then, our industry was absolutely viewed as an afterthought, the redheaded stepchild of marketing, the, oh shit, what do we need to give away at the trade right, show in right. two weeks? That's what we were. And so I think a lot of retail brands were reluctant to have their brand, their logo right. attached to, you know, Johnny's Auto Repair down the street. Yeah, exactly. Right. Your co-brand right there. You're wearing Under Armour right there. So I think there was a reluctance to that. I think because not just because of the efforts of, of PPAI, mm -hmm. but I think also uh, millennials and Gen Z are saying, we don't care. We just want quality product because I think that's why you're seeing this groundswell. People still look at brands as higher quality than a, a you know, no name brand. Right, I'm not right, sure right. that's accurate, but perception can be reality. And so yeah. that's what you see. And so, you know, now you're seeing, uh, the fruits of like the labor, you know, with again, Hirsch Gift, uh, they came from the gift industry, hence the name Hirsch Gift. Right. They really perfected how to align with brands that do have inventory and do mm -hmm. those things. And you, like you said, you mentioned some, some that do and some don't commit to it. So I think you're seeing, I think that's why you're seeing, I think people are far more comfortable having those co-brands uh, than they were used to. And it's, a, and it's an, and I know you want to say something. I know also it is an absolute a new revenue stream. Corporate markets is a huge revenue stream when growth is always on the table. You know, right. we want to grow. This is an absolute great avenue for brands to enhance their financials. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. And I think that what you saw is that retail jumping into the, like the corporate brand emerged space coincided with retail sales going down. Right. Yeah. So they were they were looking around to go, OK, so this is an this is a twenty five billion dollar industry that we've been ignoring. Um, maybe we shouldn't have been. And I think the other piece of that is that there have there were brands that went before most of these folks that had success. So yep. Nike is one of the ones that was early right. on and, and they mm -hmm. did a great job of having success in the corporate space. And so then it gives permission to Under Armour to go, well, they're right. doing it. Maybe we can right. do it as Why well. don't we do it? Yeah. So what do you think the white whale is out there for suppliers? You know, the brand they all want to partner with. Okay, we're going to say Yeti. So let's just move that one off the table because I know Yeti's the one, right? Outside of Yeti, do you think there's a white whale out there that all the suppliers are just salivating to get at? Uh, I'm, and this is an unfair question because I actually burned a few calories kind of thinking about so this. And I'm, I'll give I'm you what popped into my head. And, and I think I, the reason it popped into my head is because like with Yeti, that's mm -hmm. not happening. The reason this popped into my head is because they just said that we can't do it anymore is Patagonia. Yeah. Um, okay. There was obviously yep. a change just now in leadership yeah. there because – he he gave us what he gave yeah. away the company to the universe, right? And so there might be a change in that um, that 
thing. I, and I think that most apparel brands would be like, come and get it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I had that was on my list. The one I really came up with was a sub brand, which we don't see a lot of Jordan, the mm. Jordan brand from That's Nike. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, that is so popular with not only people of our generation, oh, yeah. but also millennials and Gen Z. And the other one I thought of was Levi's. I think hmm. it would be very interesting for Levi's, not in terms of jeans so much. That's a hard yeah, be thing to co-brand. But I think with jackets or you know, and other apparel, I think it would be pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's interesting. the one I really thought of, the one I thought of was definitely Jordan, the subset of okay. uh, Nike. I like it. Awesome. Awesome. You know, we're off to a pretty good start here, Kirby, but <laughs> I gotta, I gotta amp it up. I have to amp up the podcast because, hey, 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 <laughs> distributors, I have a question for you. Is your marketing working? And if you can't answer that with like the immediate, hell yes, it's working, then you got yourself a problem and you need to reach out to our pals over at Promo Pulse. They can help you consistently amplify your sales through stunningly beautiful outbound marketing that's so easy you can customize it, you can set it, and forget it in less than five minutes. That's right. So head over to promopulse.io slash amp. You will not be sorry you did. Kirby, do you have another topic for us that we can discuss on episode 118 of the Promo Upfront podcast that's dropping tomorrow? <laughs> I'll give it a run. So a couple of weeks ago, I saw an article um, from, I want to give credit, CJ Mitica. Uh, mm -hmm. over at ASI. And I'm not sure yeah, if I'm pronouncing his name yeah, right. So, yes, Medica. CJ okay, cool. mm -hmm. so he told the story of how he and his wife traveled to Mexico um, and, on a vacation and they went through the, the customs line and they got their bags and they did all the stuff. And I, you know, I love to travel and I love to travel down sure. to Mexico. So I'm super, I was like reading it going, yep, I know where you were. I know, you know, right. like all this stuff. Living and vicariously through CJ. I totally was. And he talked about finding transportation. And again, as someone who's lived through this, like it is like when I give people advice, I'm like, when people start talking yeah. to you, ignore them and keep going. Like, because mm -hmm. if they're, they are there trying to get your business, get your money, all that sort of right. thing. And so long story short, he was trying to find his transportation company and his wife and he were struggling and people can say, yeah, it's me. It's me. Yeah. But they weren't. Ultimately, right. the the ending of this story was that they the reason they found their transportation, the actual transportation company, mm -hmm. is because they had a very specific shirt. They had a very okay. with a flowered shirt, blue with with uh, colorful flowers with their logo on it, the Amstar okay. logo, which is the the uh -huh. the transportation. So, a I thought it was a really good article, and it got me yeah. thinking. Um, it got me thinking of in my own life that when yep. somebody comes to, you know, hospital marketing to sell mm -hmm. us something or knocks yep. on our front door, which doesn't happen nearly as much as it used to. Sure. If they are not wearing a shirt with uh -huh. a logo on it. Okay. I think they're full of shit. I don't think they are with the organization they're telling me they are. Okay. Okay. That's the, and, and. The more I thought about that, the more I'm like, you know, I find that to be true. The, the logo yeah. shirt has become the uniform. Yeah. So there's a point to this. So one we're of all the, waiting. They, <laughs> one of the trends. All right. Sorry, seen, you left the door open for that. You left yeah. the door open. I couldn't resist. But no, yeah. I am. I'm engaged. I'm. In, I really am. Go. Okay. So we and, and I'm looking at myself in the mirror here. 
as we have developed more interesting and different decoration techniques, I think many of us in the in in the promo space are like, hey, you need to do something other than left chest. You yeah. know, <clears throat> left chest is passe. Um, it, mm -hmm. you, you can do it on the back yoke. You can do it on the sleeve. You can do it over here. You yeah. can do it over here. So my question to you and, and to the, the distributors and suppliers who are listening, are we giving sure. people bad advice? If CJ and I yeah. and other consumers look to a logoed shirt as mm -hmm. sort of, this is the thing that indicates you are a part of the organization you right. say you are a part of. Are right. we doing organizations a disservice by telling them not to do that? Uh, before I answer your question, <laughs> I just want to say I, for one, am shocked that there's corruption in Mexico. Uh, <laughs> I, that that I'm still trying to process. So I'm going to try to move past that and answer your question. Uh, you know, yes and no. I, I, I don't think it has to be left chest. I think it the advice you give should depend on the purpose of the apparel. If you're at a trade show, you just pass. Then <laughs> you need to be loud and proud, right? right. Yeah, they, I know I passed. You need to be loud and proud. If you're saying when you're picking up your car service, or when we're picking up, we'll be wearing a shirt with a logo blazoned across the chest. Yes, but you, but you could also say, hey, we're going to be wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and and we'll have mm -hmm. the logo on the left sleeve. So as long as it, you need to work with your clients and ask what the point of the apparel is, because. I will tell you personally, if I'm exhibiting at a trade show, yes, I want that brand of eight logo, very loud, very proud, probably left chest or across my entire chest. But if I'm just wearing brand of eight stuff around town, I would like it a little more tone on tone, a little more subdued, a little more, a little different decoration technique. So I think it really, what matters is the purpose of the garment and we're talking specifically about apparel here yep to me it's the purpose of the garment what is your point what are you trying to accomplish do you yeah. want everybody in the world from 20 um uh 20 yards away to know where you're working then okay left chest across chest whatever is it just hey you want some really cool fashion forward apparel then we can get a little wacky with the decoration yeah. techniques right so that's yeah. my answer and i think it's a really good answer i, I i'm I, one of the things i really do try to do is think about what I've been telling my clients and make sure that right. it's consistent with how, because I think right. so many times we give advice based on what we're selling, right? And what right. we think is cool. But the reality of it is in our industry, we get jaded to, you know, tote bags and all the cool stuff we have to mm -hmm. offer and we don't think it's as cool. And so then we are yeah. looking to the shiny new thing. So I want to make sure that my advice matches my consumer behavior. Right. Um, and so I, what I thought about this this morning, I, as I came up with this, was it depends on how you're using the apparel or the the thing. The yeah. if it's a driver, if it's a delivery person, if it's a salesperson, and you know if they're interacting, then right. I think you know, like you said, if you're looking to give apparel to a client that you want to sort of rep your brand, it's a totally different experience. And I think that us being intentional and thinking about that is can make the experience much more powerful. Well, yeah. And look, historically, distributors in this industry do a horrible job of asking any sort of question about the use of merchandise. I mm -hmm. think that's changing. I'd like to think it's changing. I go yep. to bed at night hoping it's changing. <laughs> but historically, we're just like, oh, you want shirts? Let me get you shirts. And we just, we push. Sure, sure. We just, we just kind of, this is what you want. And I, I think, you know, one of the things I wrote down, um, what, what I, I, I love is that 
especially in a uniform situation or a, let's call it identification because it could be a uniform, could be trade show, could be door to door salesperson, could be sure. a, in an identification situation that branded apparel lends credibility. It yeah, gives it instant credibility. Yep. And I think that's the, the key thing here. Great stuff, Kirby. All right. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, our friends over Brand Fuel uh, got their B Corp <laughs> certification. And I wanted to touch on that. Uh, it's great for Brand Fuel. And we know other people who kudos have that yeah. in the promotional products industry. On the supplier side, I know, for example, Raining Rose is a certified B Corporation. And for those who don't know, what that means, uh, a B Corporation means they meet high standards of very Verified performance, accountability, and transparency uh, factors from the employee benefits and charitable giving to supply chain practices and uh, what materials they put in uh, the merchandise. So um, the way Brandview looked at it was, what if branded merchandise was a force for good? So it's a very rigorous process, takes years and years and years. I believe yeah. it was a 10-year journey for Brandfuel. Wow. Congratulations to them. Yeah. I don't want to talk about Brandfuel. <laughs> I want to talk about the B Corp. Well, I don't. I, I think it's great for them. Yeah, I think it's, it's awesome. awesome. I think it's amazing. But I really want to talk more about the significance of a B Corporation. And I want to ask you, again, from a distributor perspective, mm -hmm. Kirby, is it important to align yourselves with companies that have B Corp certification? So I think the, the stock answer is yes. Right. Well, sure. You don't want to say no. Right. I mean, it's I, a weird I, thing. But I think, the, no. but the honest answer is it depends on your client base. Yeah. Right. Like, so there are, I, I, and I think that many client bases are moving toward that being an important thing. And many buyers yeah. are individuals within those organizations. Um, you know, I, the reality of it is as a, a, a company that lives in Appalachia, Ohio, it's less important to my client base. Absolutely. It is. Now, I, you know, as a matter of fact, we did a campaign recently where we, the, the, the concept was we did everything that was eco-friendly in the, in the box, right. the box, the whole nine yards. We tried to make this whole right. thing, but we right. also, it, with our audience, we didn't want to shove it down their throats too much where it turned off <laughs> folks that right. are in our area. And so our, our message was try a little harder to do a little better with the idea okay. that we can all do a little bit more and try and move mm -hmm. people in that direction. In answer to your question, it should be really important for us. And I think that the generation also matters. Like it's more important to my daughter than it is to me, if I'm being totally no, candid. I think that's, um, that's a... But man, I am so impressed with the level of work because I've researched going, going through that process. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if I got it in me. So it's, the idea that they did it is amazing. It's a rigorous process and that's putting it mildly. Yeah. Okay. What, uh, you know, in Fairware, I think was the first yes. B Corp in our industry up in, in Canada, Denise Tashro and her, her organization. But it, what it got me thinking, yeah, I think it is important, but I think the, you know, the certifying body is doing a horrible job making it matter mm. to the consumer. So, it's very important to the people at Brand Fuel and Danny Rosen and his clients. It's very important to Denise Tashiro and Fairware and her clients and so on and so forth. Same thing for Raining Rose. But to the rank and file dude or gal that's just looking for some promo, I don't think it matters. I don't even think they know what a B Corporation right. is. I, I don't, and, and even after reading it, you almost have to read it three or four times to really understand. And I'm not mm -hmm. sure I do. 
to be yeah. very candid, what a B corporation, what it means to be a B, a certified B corporation. So to me, if we want to affect uh, change, if we want it. people to care, then I think, you know, we talk about or to be super, that have... super clear about what we're supposed to care about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We make it, we, we talk about, you know, things that have branding problems, right? Mm -hmm. we, we've talked about in terms of, you know, diversity, uh, you know, uh, DEI has a, has a, a huge branding problem. Just start with inclusion. We can all agree that inclusion is important. There's not one person I believe on the planet who would say we should exclude people. It starts getting a little dicey when you talk about equity because it means different things to different people. And the word diversity makes people either tune out or very uncomfortable. You start with inclusion, you got something there. Big corporation, I think they really need to, I don't know how, but really start communicating what that means, why it matters, and why it should matter to you walking the streets of Franklin, Tennessee, or Coshocton, Ohio, or Sacramento, mm -hmm. California. So I, I I love once you really start understanding what it is, it's a super cool thing and it's extremely meaningful. But I think at this point, to the rank and file, most clients a won't care, or B, they just don't know enough to care. And that's yeah. that's the problem of the branding of what it means. I think I think the second part is is where your point is the most because I like, and I actually have had this conversation with Denise at one point where I'm like I want to do better, but I I, mm -hmm. I I need to get steps so that I can get out. yeah I need to get there. Um and and the point of it's not that people don't care it's that they don't understand. Now if they you are if care. you're if you're a B certified B Corp you're like what do you mean I you know but I right. think many of us need to take mm -hmm. baby steps in that direction. So I think it's it's an interesting point. I do too. And I think what knowing Danny and his group, what we'll start seeing is a lot of their marketing will be centered around. Right. And the I think fact that's part that they're of it, B yeah. corporation and that will help too. So honestly, kudos to them. It's a truly yes. amazing thing. If you haven't researched it, take a few minutes and just learn what it takes to be a B yeah, corporation, a certified B corporation. It's pretty amazing stuff. All right, Kirby, you got another topic or are we uh, moving right to the promotional products, education foundation, football picks. I think we do that. Let's let's go to gambling okay. for good. If you're if you're ready, gambling for good. Yeah, and so um, so for those who are tuning in, and this is the first time you've heard of it, we essentially for the next however many weeks are picking uh, six games each week, and three in college, three in the pros. Bill's done a great job each week of sort of selecting these games, and um, essentially the person who wins doesn't have to donate, but the person who loses donates a hundred bucks to PPEF. And so I'm, right. how'd I do? Is that a good? You did great. You did great. <laughs> what's our, what's our current? Well, I'll, I'll do, I'll do the current tally. Yeah. So current totals, I I'm falling a little behind last week. Kirby won five of the six. He got five of the six, right? And we just bet straight up win. We don't do against the spread right. or anything like that. Kirby was five and one. I was four and two. So that brings our season tally to date. Uh, Kirby, it has 20 wins. Uh, he's 20 and five. Uh, I am 18 and seven. Um, so we need to get, uh, we need to get cooking here, kids. We need to get cooking. All right. Yep. So week six, Kirby, you've got it. Your dime, your dance floor. Well, and I think this might be the week that we we balance it back out because I'm not super confident about any of these picks. Okay. So here we go. Okay. Um, so the first game is TCU ranked 17 at Kansas. They're 19. Ooh. Who you got, Bill? Yeah. <sighs> You know, when these two teams play, you throw out the record. You you, you just throw it out because uh, it's going to be a tough game. I'm going to go TCU going into Lawrence, Kansas and beating the Jayhawk. 
So I think that that's probably the right pick, but for whatever reason, so I, for those who aren't following along, Kansas historically is a terrible football team. They've been bad for years and years and years, yeah. but they're like four and oh, five, four and oh, I think this year. And so I'm kind of rooting for this story of them and their resurgence. Okay. TCU historically is a much better football team. So I think that's the pick, but I'm going to go with Kansas with my heart, not my head. So awesome. I'm going to take Kansas. Uh, next okay. up, we've got uh, number eight, Tennessee playing at okay. number 25 LSU. Big SEC matchup. So obviously you toss out the records when these teams are going to play. Uh, it doesn't really matter. You know, the, the, this, <laughs> This is in uh, Baton Rouge. I am yeah. taking the LSU Tiger. <laughs> yeah, we are going to. So uh, this is. Sorry, Tennessee, Tim. Yeah, so that's all right. So I, again, this was another one I was really struggling with. I am going to go with Tennessee. I think, again, okay. they, they've been struggling for the last 10 years. So I'm kind of going with the okay. underdog theme. Right. I know they're higher ranked right now, but I'm yeah. going Tennessee. Next up, we have Texas at Oklahoma. Uh, it's on a neutral site, um, yep. and they call this the Big River, the uh, Red, Red River, River Showdown. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, Red River. You can't say shootout anymore. Red River Showdown. Um, this is at the State Fair of Texas at the Cotton Bowl. Um, unranked. Uh, I can't remember the last time these two teams played. Both were unranked. So clearly, I think it's probably smart as you're making your pick. Just just throw out the, throw records. the records. You don't need them. <laughs> throw out the records. Um, <clears throat> I can never really root for Texas. So I'm going Oklahoma horns way down. Yeah, I am going with Texas. I think Oklahoma oh, is, man. is well, number one, I knew it would frustrate you. I actually didn't think about that till just now. So that's just extra bonus, but uh, Oklahoma looked bad last week, bad. And so I'm going Texas on that one. All right. So those are our college. Okay. NFL. So backup yep. quarterbacks start for at least one team in each of these games. If I, if that's I, right. yeah, that's the note you kind of gave me. So we're going to yep. start with Detroit at New England. Yeah, this is a, this was a tough game to pick because uh, New England's trotting out a backup quarterback. So obviously the records really don't matter. Uh, D- Detroit's been playing tough. <sighs> Generally I'd go with the home team here, but I am going to go with the Dan Campbell led Detroit lions. Yeah, they are the, they're America's sweetheart team all of a sudden being on hard knocks. I think they're yep. fun to root for. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with Detroit as well. Plus, again, awesome. New England did not look great last week. So No, they did not. Okay, next up, Dallas at LA, the Rams. And so this is an interesting game to me with, with, your, yeah, Rams, with your Cowboys. Yeah, Rams did not play well on Monday night at all. Um, and Dallas has been riding the, the, the uh, Cooper – uh cooper rush a train mm-hmm. as their backup quarterback uh i have i i think that train comes to a screeching halt because obviously you're gonna have to throw out the records uh, the <laughs> records really don't matter in this one at all um i i rams rams big rams in big way yeah i don't think it's gonna be big i actually think it's gonna be a pretty close game but i do agree with mm-hmm. you i think that the ram mainly because the rams played so poorly last time and i don't think mcveigh will allow them to do that so mm-hmm. i'm going rams there as well okay final game miami at the jets 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 oh big big afc east matchup and so you know when these teams get together you take those records <laughs> you crumple them up in a ball <laughs> and you toss them out you toss them out you don't need the records um here's the thing Miami's not going to play Tua Tonga Viola. I can never pronounce that name right. Um, so I am, but I don't know. Miami's looking really good, but I'm going J E T S, Jets, Jets, Jets. 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad call. I think it it really is interesting to see the new quarterback for the the Jets. They they, they got the comeback last week, but I don't think he looked as sharp as everybody kind of said. Um, so I am going Miami. I actually think Teddy Bridgewater as a backup is pretty solid for a week or two. He's one of those guys who can get you some wins. So I think Miami's a better team. I'm going Miami. Wow. This is going to be a big separation week uh, for us because yeah. we have a lot of different picks. But if you're looking to separate yourself from the crowd and really stand out, you can do no better than the Untucked Collection from our good pals over Blue Generation. I'm wearing one right now. That would be the BG7270. Great fashion for apparel that has great fit great comfort great style all at a cost-effective price if you want to learn more and gosh darn it why wouldn't you head over to our friends at bluegeneration.com you're not going to be sorry you did kirby uh, as always i've enjoyed podcasting with you today and i look forward to losing many games to you this week <laughs> thanks man